Well, good morning. And uh, wow, this. I can honestly say it's, it's great to be standing in front of you again. Um, it's been a while. I'll just say it backwards again. Wow. Such a, a lovely group. And uh, I had a sense that, uh, well, first, I guess I want to greet you in the precious name of Jesus that is above every name. And uh, I had a sense of uh, going back to back to the basics. In fact, I had contemplated about um, titling the message Back to Basics. Um, I felt led to share on uh, Colossians 3. The title does come from Scripture. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You know, I sense the desire um, we want good education we we want knowledge and it's not all bad i'm not i'm not please understand i'm not putting that down um, but I, what I wanted to say is if we miss this foundational position. All the knowledge that we get is pretty much void. And we as humans, we're smart. And we can almost wing this life on our own knowledge. But I'm here to tell you, we are no match for Satan. We can do a lot of self-discipline. That was my life. I don't know why I'm even going here, but the Holy Spirit's taking me there. It's just, okay, I'm going to try harder. You know, I'm not going to do that again. It lasted for a while, and all of a sudden... But it was these hard knocks along the way till finally... I was so the end. I had nowhere else to go anymore. That's when I was suicidal. But there is where Jesus Christ became real. And a lot of you know that story. I came out of that and took no pill. Jesus Christ redeemed me from that depression and suicide thoughts. That's what I want to present today, that it goes beyond a head knowledge to a relationship. Here we go again already. Sometimes we may grasp for more truths, and we actually, 
we're trying to go to second base and we haven't made it to first yet. And it's, if we're not careful, we can base our life on our knowledge of what we know rather than walking in the Spirit. And that's getting ahead. Here we go. Um, going to Colossians 13. Why I'm saying is um, we can do all these things, but if we do not have that relationship, that love of God within us, according to Paul, it's vanity, it's nothing. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. We can do all these wonderful things. Tithe, all those, but if it's out of our knowledge of just our duty of doing it, it profits me nothing. So how do we get there? Because see, when we walk in Jesus Christ, we walk in his love. And when our life is not hidden in Christ, sad to say, our life is actually vanity. And why I'm going here is just more laying a foundation of maybe seeing where we can be. And I want to help you get there. And we're promised that the Scripture in Scripture, that the Spirit will guide us into all truth. Do we trust Him? You see, ignorance is dangerous, but knowledge without responsibility is even more dangerous. To Him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to Him it is sin. It's not wise to be ignorant. But if we seek knowledge and seek knowledge, and if it's not seeking knowledge to change, because the more we learn, the more responsible we are. And then if we do not do it, it's actually sin. And I'm not discouraging studying. Study that to show thyself approved. Memorize scripture. I'm not discouraging it but have the right motive of why you want to learn. Why do you want to know this stuff? Is it to defend yourself or is it just you want to be changed? You want to become more like Him? It's because, because our life is hidden in Him, that's why we want to just be more like Him and, that, and allow that sanctification process to just sanctify a little deeper, like peeling an onion. Then we just go a little deeper.
I questioned if I want to share it. I guess I will. Just I do not want to be critical. <clears throat> but in this mess that we are in right now of shortages, I mean, you almost talk with any business. I even talked to my cousin, <clears throat> which is a builds buggies. Lo and behold, he even has some shortages. And the kingdom of God is not exempt. There's a shortage of servants. The Lord laid that burden on me. And I just want to share that as an encouragement. When we are, Jesus Christ said, I'll get there yet, that he did not come to be served, but to serve. And when our life is hidden in him, I'm getting ahead of myself, um, should that not be that we also serve? So when, I'll talk for the food committee. So when there's a food slip list, is there a line there to see what we can give? How can we serve? It's an opportunity to serve. Or are we rushing there so we can get the cheapest or the easiest thing? How's my heart? Is it truly a heart of serving? In love, serve one another. I'm getting ahead of myself here. But Jesus called to him, them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whosoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and give a ransom, his life for a ransom for many. <clears throat> also he sat down called the twelve and said to them if anyone desires to be first he shall be last of all and servant of all for you brethren have been called to liberty only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another that is why Jesus Christ comes and sets us free so that in that love we can serve one another And if Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve, who am I to think that I should be served? I'm going to be very, very honest. There's times when there's fellowship meal or whatever, and let the pastors go first. I don't like that. I'm honest. I, I, I feel uncomfortable. Because as a leader, I'm actually not your, um, I'm not up here. I'm actually your servant. There's a lot of time that we have the privilege to give. We're, we're a servant. But it's because of the love of Jesus Christ in us is why we do what we do. And when, when I struggle with you know, not wanting to serve or struggle with serving, I think the real struggle is 
that my, my flesh has not been put to death right. There's a little bit of selfishness there that wants to rise its ugly head. But when we're emptied of self and filled with Christ, that's when the serving comes. And that's how we send the light. Because we are just radiating in his light. Because he is the light of the world. And I want to make sure that you understand. You're not going to die on your own. See, the same power, you know, we just love to talk about that resurrection power. And it is. It's great. It's, that's the good news of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. Is that resurrection power that, that um, I can now live in. But it takes that same power, that grace of God, that we are crucified with him. We cannot do it on our own. There, you don't have enough discipline, self-discipline, that you can muster up for that. Uh-uh. It's only by the grace of God. I don't want you to be hard on yourself if this is not where you're at. No, what I'm wanting you to do is run for Jesus. Because he's the one that helps you come through. Because it's his divine power is what enables us to be partakers of his divine nature. And his divine nature is love in the context of his holiness, righteousness, and justice. Because he's also a God of wrath. You know, sometimes it's just, oh, he's a God of love. He is. But you can't just do what you please. It's in his holiness and righteousness. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God who works in you. Now, we are actually coming to the hidden in Christ. Hidden with Christ in God. I have uh, some illustration that I want to show you. I brought my uh, flat laverne out of storage again. And... Uh, and it's just, when we are born again, and our life is now hidden in Christ with God, what do you see? Is that what people see in me when they see me? Because my life, if I am a born again believer, my life is hidden in him.
is my. You see, I am crucified with Christ. I'm going to leave him outside so I can move him. But I've been crucified with Christ. I am a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, these are very foundational to understand that this is what happens. And then when temptations come, see yourself here. The people that see you, or even if you're by yourself, He sees you. How could I do such an evil? How could I lose my righteousness and holiness that is found in Him? That's where, that's where there's power. In the renewing of our mind, it's how we think. You know, the focus isn't on nonconformity. The focus is on transformity. We can nonconform and not be transformed. We're still lost. Many spiritual trails here this morning. Maybe it's been too long that I've preached. <clears throat> you know, is my new nature now? Or is my life, the fruit of my life, is it now love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness? Do I exercise self-control? And I don't mean self-discipline, self-control. It's just who I am. That's the fruit of the Spirit within me. Those are attributes, not just one. That's one fruit. And those are the attributes of that fruit. This is not bearing different fruits. It is one fruit. And that's the, that's the attributes of it. So should I ever be called this or should we hear shopping wherever driving down the road sometimes oh that grouchy Mennonite man or that grouchy Mennonite woman should that be heard no absolutely not we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ how are we representing him as someone who's drank a gallon of vinegar? Or is there, is there life? There's actual life. It's worth living because we have that abundant life that is in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. I believe that's why so many people stumble and fall and fall is we're missing, we're not building on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. Any other foundation is sand. And when storms come along the way, it's boom, it's gone. Oh, now what happened? Yeah, we might get shook, but we're on the solid foundation if our life is hidden in Christ. You see, the way we live should be in such a way that it would cause unbelievers to question their unbelief. Is the way I live causing unbelievers to question their unbelief? 
Am I representing Christ in that way that it is so appealing that they question their unbelief? And I'm not saying because I have these nice clothes. Uh Uh-uh. It's my character, my attitude, my love. The light that is within me just draws. And it's not because of me, it's because of Jesus Christ who is in me. And I also want to share one other one that actually represents the whole scripture here. And it's the gospel according to Tupperware. And uh, see, um, to visualize, I have died. I'm crucified with Christ. And I am in Christ. And Christ is in me. It's a oneness. And coming from the inside and coming from the outside is Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, Satan will not come through that. So when he comes knocking, allow Jesus to answer the door. He is mine. What do you want here? When there's temptations come, and temptations are real, Let Jesus answer. And in that, in this oneness, we're hidden with Christ in God. And we have a big God. And then there's another word for spirit, and that's air. So we're filled with the spirit. Then he comes, and we're sealed by his spirit. So in your life, remember this. Whenever there's a temptation, remember this. This is who you are. This person will not go where they shouldn't go. This person will not think what they shouldn't think. This person will easily forgive. This person will not be immoral. And immorality is real. And it is a huge vice that Satan uses to destroy the church, especially church leaders even. Pray for our leaders that we remain here, that we would not stoop so low to lose this position and fall in immoral failure, in the moral failure. This is the victory in Jesus Christ. This is the good news of the gospel. If we're not in this, our life is vain. It's vanity. May I say, if this is not me, I'm not even his. It takes his amazing grace. And that filling of the Holy Spirit is not a once and done. It's a daily filling. A daily filling.
Sorry, I missed that scripture back. That was with the envelope. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. This is where I got that we are sealed with the Spirit. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us in God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. And do not, <clears throat> and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Because when we can live in that position, he empowers us to live above sin. And do we believe that his grace is sufficient for us? And in that, we now are partakers of his divine nature. For some reason, God brought this to me. James 1, 27. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. To visit the orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So if I would stand before God this moment, how pure would my religion be? Based on this, how pure would my religion be? How pure would your religion be? Do we visit the orphans and the widows in their troubles? Are we unspotted from the world? So let me ask, what is world? What I find is to not love the world is the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. My own version would say it's a selfish, self-focused, self-centered life. So are we unspotted? from a selfish, self-focused, self-centered life. Galatians 2.20. I know I've shared it many times. Is this my testimony? Is this your testimony? For I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. That's bringing the two in. What His grace does is the resurrection power. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is that my life? I'm going to be honest. I don't always hit the mark. I'm not talking down on anyone. I'm, I'm talking to myself.
And for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Sad to say, but there's a lot of flesh that has not been crucified yet in the churches today. Our life must be enveloped in Jesus Christ if we want to make it to the very end. And when we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, we put on the whole armor of God. In Him, we find our protection. In Him, we find peace. In Him, we find our rest. In Him, we find our refuge. In Him, we have power over self. So in closing, I just want to read Colossians 3. I'm going to start just in the end of um, Colossians 2 because it kind of ties together. And I just want the Spirit to speak to each individual. Not, I'm not going to expound on it. I saw this quote. It's hard to hear God's voice when we've already decided what we want Him to say. Let's read it in the mindset of living in His divine power and His divine nature. It's not about having more discipline, but it's to surrender. It's a life of surrender. Colossians 2, I'm going to start in 20, 23, because he, he kind of ties it together. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using, according to the commandments of, and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Colossians 3, 1 through 17. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with, hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, Put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, Mennonite or Amish, but Christ is all in all.
Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Oh, to be like thee, blessed Redeemer. This is my constant longing and prayer. Gladly I'll forfeit all of earth's treasures. Jesus, thy perfect likeness to wear. Oh, to be like thee, full of compassion, loving, forgiving, tender and kind, helping the helpless, cheering the fainting, seeking the wandering sinner to find. Oh, to be like thee, lowly in spirit, holy and harmless, patient and brave, meekly enduring cruel reproaches, willing to suffer others to save. Oh, to be like thee, Lord, I am coming now to receive the anointing divine. All that I am and have I am bringing. Lord, from this moment, all shall be thine. Oh, to be like thee, while I am pleading, pour out thy spirit, fill with thy love. Make me a temple, meet for thy dwelling. Fit me for life and heaven above. Oh, to be like thee, Oh, to be like thee, blessed Redeemer, pure as thou art. Come in thy sweetness, come in thy fullness. Stamp thine own image deep on my heart. Amen. Amen. <laughs>